Oh, you know, I didn't know you just, had a hand in that, John. I thought it was all David. Okay. No, this is no, yeah, like yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. man. It's a family thing. All right. Everybody yeah, so is. Everybody's incorporated. So, yeah, you usually like lyrics are a lot of me like bringing a lot of material to the table, but John and I do it all together. All the finalization of you know making them actual songs. Right. Everybody's so. depressed, so we can all bring depression to the table. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome to the 132nd episode of the cast that ends creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is a show where I interview bands and public figures from the Mathcore, Mathcore adjacent community. My um, guests today dropped their uh, debut EP, Under the Surface, last Friday. Welcome in, Gracie. How's it going, guys? Good. Doing well, how are you hey. doing? What's up? Thanks for I'm having us. Good. Thanks for coming on. You guys are awesome. Uh, so why don't we start this out by telling us who you are, what you do in the band. I guess we'll start with Trevor. Uh, yeah, I'm Trevor. I'm the drummer. Uh, you do more than that, dude. Well, okay, drummer, social media, <laughs> all that fun stuff. Recording engineer, video editor, video editor, recording engineer. Jesus, demo Christ. mixer, master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you're like kind of like the guy that holds everything together. You're the band dad. You're the dad. Um, no, David's the band dad. I'm the. I'll take the band mom role. i hold i hold down the house so everyone can have fun (laughs) right well uh david why don't you tell us about you what you do in the band Uh, all right i guess i'm the band dad because i'm like super old (laughs) um but uh i am the oh yeah i'd like to change it i'd like to change it i'm the band dad david's the band grandpa there you go (laughs) uh i'm the vocalist um originally i was the bass player in this band me and trevor and john uh we're all in a band together um then we started like that band split up we started forming this project and went through a multiple different like phases and forums a lot of different band members but originally i was a bass player and then uh we went through like five vocalists and then uh we decided i'd take over vocals so um now i'm the vocalist and um yeah other than that, uh, just uh, do band dad things, band grandpa things, and uh, <laughs> I'm a semi truck driver when I'm not working in the band, so that's fun. <laughs> and uh, John, I assume you're the band brother, since all the other roles were taken. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I'll <laughs> I'll say that I'm the band brother. Um, yeah, I'm the guitar player and uh, backup vocalist in Gracie, and uh, kind of oversee um recording and demoing and um you know getting getting trevor anything that he needs to you know make it sound good and send it out to certain people and yeah man all righty uh so it looks like you guys have been around for about a year is that right like facebook started in january of last year so uh about a year uh, I think that's when we might have like made the Facebook, but we didn't become a public band until November, actually. Oh, okay. We well, like, so page. how long would y'all say y'all been a band then? Um, publicly, yeah this this no this past November twenty twenty one was when we first started like posting and releasing music. Um, but we've been playing together. Well, like we were a previously in a band together in like 2018 that split up we just kept playing music together and then uh 
went through maybe a, a couple different phases of different bands. And then this Gracie, I'd say, started really becoming the Gracie project. Um, maybe like end of 2020-ish or like mid mid 2020 to like 2021. Yeah. Yeah, mid mid twenty twenty. So did y'all yeah. revive it because of COVID lockdown then? Yeah, kind of like we were the project was like something else, like different. It was actually called Robin before and had a bunch of different members and stuff like that. And then I'd say during quarantine, a big shift happened and it, it like turned the direction that is Gracie now and we changed the name and everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was kind of like <clears throat> we were waiting around for that last piece of the puzzle to kind of fall into place in terms of members and just certain things that needed to happen. And uh, I think kind of the whole COVID thing and us continuing to work together through that, we were just kind of like, well, no, we're we're not, you know, no one's coming, so let's just do it ourselves. Like David decided to start taking on vocals and. Yeah, that, that was kind of a, it turns out to be a, a big chapter in how we got to where we are right now, so. Alrighty. Uh, so you guys have been playing together for a long time in other bands then, right? So when did y'all, like, hook up with each other? Uh, well, John and I actually had known each other for, like, many, many years in the music scene. Yeah, many um, years. In, yeah, in different bands, like, back maybe even around, like, say... 2000 like 10 11 12 13 we were both in like um more like tech metalcore bands like bridging into like tech metal with breakdowns and stuff like that kind of bands um and we would play together and um and then just throughout the years like kept in contact you know on and off and then um john was in a new band in 2017 uh, called Monorail Central and then they were out of town John actually was the bass player of that band he was out of town and they needed to play a show and they asked me to fill in so I played the show on bass and then after that we decided that I would join the band and as the John, bass player yeah John moved from being the bass player to playing guitar and then we had two guitar players and I played bass so then we were in that uh, together from like 2017 until 2018 and at the end of 2018 beginning of 2019 that band split up and then mm. us three kept playing together okay yeah. okay uh, and then trevor joined that band um like summer of 2018 so he was in that band for about like the last half year that we were a band ish kind of like that and that's how we we met Trevor. So you guys are like kind of been playing together for like four years now, then. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Me and John, and yeah, Trevor, just a, a little less than it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it was it was cool like to play together that long. I guess I feel like that's why like by the time this band like launched and everything, um, we had a lot of time to kind of like really get associated with each other, get like more tight for like you know having good performances. We spent a lot of time writing and practicing together and everything so it it gave us a good time to really mold what we were trying to do 
Okay. Uh, why pick the name Gracie? Is it because it's also like it could be conceived as someone's name and then the Gracie or like? Yeah, for sure. Actually, um, the name first started as uh, I, I had a cat named Gracie. Um, so like I thought the name was cute and like the sentimental value about like the cat. Uh, and I like the concept of like it being a, a girl's name. Uh, but then like to like have the imagery, you know, of it's an emo metalcore band. So having like the gray color and then like C as like barren, like lost landscape, um, stuff like that uh, really brought out more of like a meaning behind it. Mm. So that's how like we're putting those two words together, like to make one word, you know, and say it as the girl's name, Gracie. Um, that's how that all came about. And we thought it was super appropriate for like the vibe and the direction we wanted to go with the, with the band. No, I think it's like super smart. Really interesting. I like it. I'm surprised nobody's done it before, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was actually kind of stoked that like it wasn't taken, you know, and like we were like, wow, we're like really into that. And then we like searched the Internet like, you know, does anyone have this name and blah, blah, blah. Right. We can right. Get, like, the URLs and stuff, you know. Yeah, so, I'd be out there like somebody had to have taken this. So like you're on like page twenty of Bandcamp, you're like, all right, I guess it's not but it's not taken. Yeah. So we were stoked <laughs> about that. So this is your first release. Is this the first release y'all have done for like any project in the past, or is this just the first one for this band? Just the first one for this band. Okay. Um, right. I didn't know like how new like the process of releasing music was to you guys. Oh yeah. I mean, I think I think David was probably the first one that um, actually released a full album mm. with another band, okay, which was uh, Hollow Earth. And oh, I've heard that name before. Is is the one I'm thinking? Well, it's it. That's the that was the name of of the album. The band John was talking about is I was in a band called Deadweight. Yeah, Deadweight. Okay. Yeah, the bass player of that band. Um, at first we were called The Place for the End, and then we changed our name to Deadweight and that's the band that John was in a band called abide by me and my band Deadweight and his band um, abide by me played a lot of shows together. Yeah, numerous shows. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So uh, y'all, y'all released stuff in the past then, but I uh, still, so this has been like what four, uh, essentially four years in the making. So like, it must feel really good to have this like out now finally, huh? Oh, fucking yeah, absolutely. Sure. man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it, it, a lot of time and preparation and actually, um, I mean, it was cool to release like this EP, but something kind of beneficial to quarantine and this taking so long is we've written like a ton, a ton of songs. And this was actually just like the first five that we chose to release. We wanted to release it as an EP, but release each song like individually, like one one a month. And that's why we like um, make it make a music video for each song. We're kind of just trying to keep like the more of a steady flow of content instead of dropping them all at once, you know, and then once they're all at least they'll show up on Spotify or, or Apple music or whatever as an EP, you know, together. But um, we actually wrote like, we have like 20, a little more than 20 songs written right now. So that's why we're like, we're in the process of like doing more like recording and we're just trying to like keep it going, but we're just going to keep releasing EPs, but we have a, a lot of songs written so far actually. Okay, so do we have a full length on the horizon anytime soon? Or is it just gonna um, be EPs from here on out? Um, may, maybe if something happened, we got enough songs for a for a full length, 
but uh, right. we'll probably just still release them in short bursts, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. It, seem, it so, seems like the type of way that um, releasing music is going nowadays. I've been kind know? of feeling the same way, but then I get all these people telling me uh, that no nah, albums are still like the, the way to do it. So like, I, I'm kind of confused. Actually, it seems like we're uh, almost like a dinosaur genre in that, like everybody does <laughs> right. albums, but like you look at rap and they're doing like singles and then, like small releases. Singles. And yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't really know the right direction to go anymore. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we it's, don't either. It, so <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I think well, I mean, it fully boils down to, I mean, in the way that the internet's used nowadays and the amount of stuff that there is to see on the internet in any given span of five minutes, like if we can capture someone's attention for five seconds out of that five, you know, few seconds that they're waiting in line at Starbucks, like scrolling through Instagram, like the, I feel the best way to do that is by putting out something new as often as possible yeah. instead of, right. 10 songs and then, you know, 10 songs all at once. And then you post about it for a week and then you don't do anything new for six months. Like I, I feel like that it's detrimental to your personal growth as a band. Yeah. And it's, it's really just about being able to capture someone's attention for, for a few seconds every day. And it's, it's the most important part. And, you know, not only capturing their attention, but being able to, connect with them on a a personal level you know sending someone a dm and just be like hey thanks so much for sharing our song like where'd you find it i, I feel like the best way to do that is by releasing something consistently you know in in a short burst i so do this, like the idea of EP EP that only, we have the only like downside i've seen to is that like large blogs and stuff aren't so aren't like about covering eps and stuff they only like touch on like the full album releases and uh, yeah, it's yeah. like the only bad part about it, but I like everything about an EP. It's, um, it's like perfect to me. I like the shorter releases that you can just play over and over again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, I feel like we, we've really only packages that packaged it as an EP to try to bring back some of the, you know, the artistry behind it where it's like, okay, you know, these songs are five singles, but they do belong together yeah. on a body of work in some way, shape or form. Um, Cause I mean, you look at uh, sleep token, um, their album sundowning, it's a 12 song album. They released each song as a single over the, the span of 12 months. So like they took an entire year to put out their album and then immediately went out and toured on it and have blown up from, you know, obscurity, you know, just being a, a London metal band um, have gotten huge and are going out on big tours. And I, I think Architects just announced that they're going to be direct support for uh, Sleep Token will be supporting Architects directly on like a, a European run. And um, yeah, I like that idea I for promotion. Like that that seems like it could be it. really interesting. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to try out. How did it work out for you guys? You guys uh, find that you got more uh, followers in the lead up to this, or like after the release of the EP? Um, um, I I th go ahead, David. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, I just thought the, you go. releasing each song like with a music video over the past like five months. Um, I feel like it was we got a good amount of of like followers more than like. 
we would have if we would have dropped it all at once. Like it, it seemed like a more of a snowball like effect. Um, so it's been like kind of a steady game. I'm like pretty happy with how it how it's come. Uh, the each well the the biggest drop like obviously was like the first song and th that got a lot of attention. But then after that, it kind of like died a little. But then like it seemed like after each song, you know, momentum like was steadily gaining. You know, and then there was. You know, the, the momentum after like the last single to the official release of of the um, EP seemed pretty good. Like, I guess like every day it just seemed like we're just getting a, a few more likes or a few more followers on all the like socials and, you know, just trying to get on like Spotify playlists and stuff. And that's been like really good, um, okay. you know, just for Spotify, I feel is like one of the best like organic or like just like people it's a it's a great for music exposure of new bands just how like the algorithm relates or, or recommends stuff to you you know related related artists and this right. and that and just makes like playlists for you and just stuff like that and so um that's why we really try and just do the spotify playlist thing a lot um that's been really helpful Alrighty. Uh, so to me, your sound's pretty diverse. You kind of have your, your chariot moments, your kind of emo singing moments, some heavy as hell, uh, almost genty parts in some cases. How, how would you describe your music? Like you're talking to a normie. How do you describe it? Um, I'd say it's like very, um, of the ver it's metalcore, I guess for a bland answer, but I'd say it's, uh, aggressive and abrasive and uh chaotic at times very very emotional uh and like trying to be like harness raw emotion like that um but like for like technical like genre terms you know definitely kind of like mathcore influences metalcore emo emo core um noise core influences we like uh yeah we like uh screechy chords you know like panic chords uh we like um abrasiveness uh breakdowns and uh you know chuggy parts and we but we like uh john's really good at making um i guess fancy chords i don't know he he's really good at music theory yeah he's a good chord guy fancy you know chords. he'll make a tight chord for like emotion <laughs> and he knows what he's doing like that he's good at he takes uh, his chords and dresses them up in a tux and you know right yeah does two right, parties yeah. No, with the no. chords slap a bow tie on them bitches right. yeah. yeah no but he's, he's good at that you know making the putting the right notes in the right chords and you know um he's very good at composition so you know that's really good good for him so yeah well uh john trevor how do you, how would y'all describe your music oh john um i don't know i guess uh david kind of touched on it like it is metalcore at the essence right. of it you know that's that's exactly what we have necessarily always been playing for years especially me and david and uh i think it's just reaching out beyond that and trying to you know like oh we've gotten a little more, more into you know math core bands or you know these types of these types of sounds that we want to try to incorporate into our music and uh, but um yeah i think it's i think it's metalcore at its heart and um we still have, you know, a lot of like emo lyrics and stuff like that. So yeah, emo metalcore, man. I think that's emo. That's core. where it, emo 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 core. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess the way I would describe it to like people that I work with is that know absolutely nothing about really what I do when I'm not there is, uh, you know, it's loud and abrasive and chaotic and your parents probably wouldn't like it, which is <laughs> pretty much, pretty much the way I explain it to people that, that really have no idea. And then you get the classic, like, so like Metallica and it's like, yeah, 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 exactly. And then you, you, you can't even explain that to yeah. people that say that. To yeah, shit, it, exactly, like... exactly. Metallica, <laughs> like Metallica and Slipknot, like you know. Yeah, uh, for sure. Polaroid, myself in the chat says this band rules, and he is correct. You guys are very good. Hey, oh, thank you. So, what are the influences going into this? Um, mm. I'd say it's a lot of like um, metalcore from like the early early or or okay so like warp tour like seen myspace days you're gonna go with like influences like bands like the bled or like drop dead gorgeous or um every time i die um the chariot norma jean um maybe like some greeley estates or like um what else uh I mean, but then like stuff like more modern under influence, oath. like what under oath, yeah, okay. under oath, or even like some stuff like like not loose and stuff like that. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, kind of like the early like the two thousand tens like screamo era to like um noisy metalcore, mathcore stuff, and then uh, and then just other like. Uh, metal core bands like but um i definitely hear like the old influence but it all feels like it's updated with like a modern edge to it so like i like how you mentioned knock loose and stuff like that because uh you do sound more like modern with but with the old school stuff thrown in uh For sure. myself I says i heard a little fear before yeah oh, okay. yeah fear before like uh heavy heavy low low um I always like not that we're like as crazy as them, but like Danza, you know, they're they were like fucking top tier of like that stuff. Um, I mean, Counterparts is is a it's a modern band that I really like too. Um, what else? Uh, hmm. I'm drawing a little blank. I would, say, what, what, I would say with maybe some of the later stuff that we've worked on, like stuff that has yet to come out. Um, Greyhaven has definitely mm -hmm. slipped some of their roots in there. Um, maybe, maybe not so much like melodically, um, but more so their like compositional style. Um, sort of how their their songs kind of follow um, more of a a storyline where there's parts of chaos thrown in. Um, mm -hmm. but it, yeah, probably not so much on the, on this stuff that we're talking about right now. Okay. Yeah. You, you're already ahead. You're on the next release already. I got you. Man. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking. About, <laughs> I'm yeah. just trying to think. I'm trying to think of I everything. Mean, I mean, some other modern bands that I really like are like Keonashi or like the Callous Cowboys. Yeah. Or like shout out to Callous Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. What about so, you, like, John? What makes, what do you, uh, what do you bring into the band? Um, well, I, I personally got into this type of music it, really hard into the chariot, Norma Jean, Under Oath, 
um, things like that. I mean, I, I personally enjoy any, any band in that outfit that comes out with new music, but I've, I don't know, man, like, I feel like I took certain influences from those bands at a certain point and I just tried to keep stacking it on top of that and try and just in, incorporate off of that initial feeling, I suppose. But, you know, but then you, you know, David brought up the Callous Cowboys and yeah, dude, like they're fucking the real deal. And I, I totally take a lot of influence from them for sure. Cowboys is sick. Did y'all hear the new single that came? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's dude, wild. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, but our, we played our first show. We our first show. We opened for them, dude. I saw yeah. the flyer for that. That's, that's fucking that. sick. Yeah, it was yeah, that, that was, was terrifying, but but awesome at terrifying. the same time. <laughs> well, it was hilarious too because like that was that was this guy, our our very good friend JJ Kaiser. Um, he has a basement venue in Milwaukee in St. Francis, and. You know, he, he puts on hundreds of shows a year and I don't know, when was it like fucking eight December. months ago? We were just like, dude, we have to like we were like hitting up people in the in the Dowboys and like you have to come to JJ's. And then we ended up playing with them and it was just it was fucking awesome. man. Nice. How many people did you play to there? That had been a lot, I would imagine. Um, yeah, the show was super well attended. <laughs> um I don't know. JJ's doesn't hold a ton of people, maybe like um, somewhere in between like 100, 125, something like that. Were there 100 probably people a- there for you guys? Holy shit. Well, there I mean, for Dowboys, probably. For Dowboys, yeah. It's a pretty segregated basement. I mean, there's there's a, a staircase that comes down in the middle. You know, you kind of have to work around all that, mm. but but yeah, it can it can fill it can fill up real quick, man. So yeah, but that it, was a, it got real a, it got real claustrophobic real quick. Yeah, definitely. It, it was sick. definitely a, a very well attended first show. We were very grateful to be a part of it. Like yeah, it's a really good first stage. show. Like, God definitely. Damn. So, how does the writing process work with you guys? Is one person mainly directing it, or are you all bringing in things and seeing what sticks? Um. um oh, go ahead, man. Yeah. Well, John being the guitar player, I'd say is the the main dude. Um, me, I've always, I mean, I've been a bass player for, you know, I've been playing bass for like 20 years. Um, but uh, so I'll bring my ideas to the table and then we'll work on them together. But John is like the, you know, the the most uh, mo- the main dude or whatever. But we, what we do for writing is usually we'll sit in John's basement He'll be like, I got this idea, play it for us. We'll be like, we like it. And then we just kind of like brainstorm and I'll be like, oh, I was like hearing this. And then he'll like play something or I'll, or I'll bring an idea I had to the table. John will yeah. work with it, do his magic on it. We'll see if we can work it into a song. But a lot of it is like John's ideas and then we'll like melting pot together with them. Right. We all we all round it off together, essentially, you know. But you're so the we all bring it to the, the table. Ideas. I don't know. Some of the some of the cooler riffs have definitely been brought to the table by David. But okay. you know, also I've brought some cooler riffs to the table. You know, it's just it's it's a it's a family matter, man. You know, so, yeah, it's a family, family thing. matter. I like but, it. I like it. 
yeah, I guess it, it kind of just depended. Like a lot of like some songs, uh, like if I had a riff that was kind of inspirational, a song, it's like, oh, like a lot of stuff became that. And that was like one, but like other songs are like, oh, John just banged it out and wrote most of that, you know? So it's like, it's up and down, but definitely each song we like sat in the basement for a long time and like just re really reworked it. Right. Like, yeah. You know, a lot and of it, like, for example, I guess, I, I, sorry, not to cut you off, man. Oh, no. I didn't, you good? good. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I just mean like, you know, uh, in the beginning of balloons, if you listen to balloons, like that bass part is David's. He brought that to the table. And I, I mean, it's in what? Nine. Yeah. That's, that's you know? nine. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Okay. You know, and so it, and then the chords that you hear on top of that before it drops in are from my head, you know, it just, it all flows into itself and it's, it's fun, man. So. Well, yeah. Uh, so let's go to the lyrical inspiration. Feels like this is mostly about like depression and an overall sense of emptiness. Am I about right? <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, you got a that. lot of the lyrics are going to be emo. Um, very much so about like either depression or like self-thought, I mean, self-troubles, you know, suicidal thoughts or just like, you know, living through life problems, you know, lost in your head thoughts. Uh, a lot of stuff about relationships, um, but may it be like love or family or friends, just like different relationship experiences. Um, a lot of abandonment stuff or like family stuff. Um, and then I love how also, you're just mentioning this stuff like matter of factly, like you're just like, oh yeah, it's about like how I want to kill myself and like nobody likes it. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, you gotta kind of, I mean, the songs are very doom and gloom, but you can't be that way all the time. All right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, oh my God. Well, you're taking it uh, in stride. You're taking it in stride. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got then, to, man. Right. I'd say like the, the second EP, um, the songs that are coming up are a lot more like straight up, uh, emotional. Like, like I said, a lot of like family or like a relationship or like, you know, uh, depression, like thoughts and stuff. But some of the stuff, like yeah, that was very incorporated into the first EP, but we also touched on just like some other issues like um, balloons is kind of like a bad uh, experience with like other people kind of song, like uh, interactions, like through life. Um, the times is kind of like about like generational gaps actually. And like acceptance, you know, like uh, differences between like, say like you and your parents or like different generations, like views of each other and the times changing. Um, Having to explain yourself for the way that you're feeling. Yeah. And then like uh, the greatest weapon is actually, I mean, it's an emotional song, but that's actually about like my experience uh, with like religion and going to like Catholic school for my whole life and how it like pretty much like made me hate organized religion and like not believe in God and all that that stuff um but then like uh cleanse is all about like my experience that's a, probably the most emo song on the ep uh it's about like feeling like you're like subhuman like not a real person like um 
you're just like a product to be like used and abused by people like a lower level human or whatever. So that one's kind of written like, say I'm an animal in the slaughterhouse, like a meat factory. And I'm just like bred to be used and killed and like take from me what you need and throw me away. Um, but the chorus has a line like farm me all my feelings. Like, because like you're in a meat farm, uh, like kind of harvest anything that's good for me take it away and like leave me to die. But also like to play into the um, like, uh, I guess mental health issue of it and how like, I mean, the song is about like me being like tormented through life or whatever, but it's about like a farm me all my feelings, like P-H-A-R-M, like pharmaceuticals, like give me these pills to make me feel emotions that, um, you know, deal with all the bad emotions that from life or whatever like that. So it's a play on, on that. And then the last song nine, nine, nine call to us is kind of about, it's like about the Salem witch trial and like call out culture, like throughout society and how like um, mob mentality and how like humans just like turn on each other and all that stuff throughout society. So that's kind of the background on, the EP lyrics. Alrighty. Uh, how long did it take you to come up with the lyrics? Um, lyrics, I guess I kind of like have been an ongoing thing for me. Um, I'll just keep like notes in my phone and anytime I'm feeling like inspired, we'll write them down and then kind of organize them and work on them from there. Usually I'll bring lyrics to the table of like, you know, what I want the song to be about if I have some good lines and if I'm like actually trying to like get it to the song, but me, me and John usually sit, you know, and go through it all. We'll actually do all the placements like together. John will like put his input in, you know, write lines himself, you know, revising them, revising them or keeping them the way that they are and just placing them. Oh, I didn't know you had a hand in that. John, I thought it was all David. Okay. No, this is, no, yeah, like I yeah, said, man, it's a family thing. All right. Everybody yeah, it's a, it's is, a big everybody's incorporated. So, yeah, you, usually, like, lyrics are a lot of me, like, bringing a lot of material to the table, but John and I do it all together, all the finalization of, you know, making them actual songs. Right, everybody's so. depressed, so we can all bring depression to the table. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, as far as recording goes, uh, this is self-recorded, right? <clears throat> Yeah, yes. um, nice. we uh we have like two practice spaces, uh, John's basement and Trevor's basement. Our main practice space, like for, for performance, is uh, Trevor's basement. So um, that's where we demo has, everything. I like the lighting have. setup in Trevor's basement. Oh, you have yeah. no yeah. idea, it's bro. Super vi- dude, it's super vibey. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah usually, the usually the the. Light the lamp behind him. We turn that off, and it's just the rope lights, man. Nice. Yeah, and they all change colors. So, like, oh, yeah. yeah, if we're feeling blue or purple or red, like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's where we have live band practice. And anyways, Trevor has a nice um live drum mic setup, so he'll record all his live drums there, and then uh, kind of like tucked behind, like, there's like a little hallway, and then a storage like closet area where like. Um, I don't know the, the water softener and other stuff is or whatever but we made a vocal booth in there and like we can totally close it off 
and uh, yeah, couch cushions and yeah, couch cushions oh, and yeah. towels and stuff. And so we made our own vocal booth in there. So that's why we track the drums and the vocals. But uh, usually the like strings, bass, and guitar are tracked at John's basement, you know, and that's all just right into the computer. Um, he uses Will Putney's like tones. Um, and so we do all the tracking ourselves. And then John and Trevor edit everything. And then we send it off to get professionally mixed and mastered. We actually had uh, Will Putney do it. Um, so that's, say, that's pretty cool, man. Um, I've heard the name before. Is he the guy from that does Every Time I Die? Or who's? Yeah. It yeah, was. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. And he's a Fit for an Autopsy is his band. And he's also in a super group named N with. Um, oh. Brendan Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's shit, in, I know he was in that. Crazy. Yeah, man. he's the guitar player and end and the writer. But Brendan from Counterparts is the vocalist. Uh, they got a guitar player from Misery Signals. They got a, the bass player from Shahalu. Oh, yeah, dude. End is they awesome, got, man. That, that's um, fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. And then the drummer of Dillinger is actually in it. We just went down to see them in Chicago at the Beat Kitchen. That was oh, super nice. cool. Yeah, uh, it was it was insane, dude. Um, yeah, I'd the- recommend checking them out. They're like... um. I I describe them as an extreme metal band. Um, you know, oh yeah, they're really great. Funny. I I've, I've listened to the album and stuff like. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, Will Putney was part of it though. Um, on your band camp, you mentioned a special thanks to John Koss and say that this isn't possible without him. What uh, what John do for you guys? Uh, so a couple months before we started tracking the EP, um, I had absolutely destroyed my laptop with a bottle of water nice and was totally totally wrecked it 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 was fried to the most absolute ruined state a laptop could be in and uh i had posted kind of a a wallowing tweet on my twitter a self-depreciating tweet about it and uh he just he had been following me for a little bit because i was posting drum content pretty regularly um, and he had found me through there and just reached out and was like, Hey man, I'm actually closing an electronic store that I own. And I have a bunch of MacBooks. Do you want one? Like, I'll just send you a MacBook just because I Damn. have them. I was like, at, at first I didn't think it was real. So I was right. like, no, like I'm good, man. Like I'll oh, you're just, like, somehow you're going to try to get my information. So. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll, I'll like, I'm, I'm good, man. Like I'll, I'll save up for a, like it said that he had followed me, but I had never, I didn't recognize, you know, seeing his handle on there ever. And uh, I was like, no, like I'll, I'll just save up for a new. And he's like, dude, like I'm literally offering you a brand new unopened MacBook. Like, are you sure you don't want it? And so I was yeah, like, he, no. wasn't, he wasn't trying to Johnny Craig you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was still hesitant about it. Like the package showed up and I was like, should I open this inside? Like, yeah, Did I take it outside to open. Is this it, but, yeah. the new Unabomber? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> shit, it's a. It was a. He sent me a literal brand new, unopened MacBook for nothing in return. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. I I actually sent him out a, uh, um, copy of the CD and uh, a couple T-shirts yesterday. Uh, I sent that back out to him. So. Yeah, yeah he he kind of saved was, the day for us crazy. because uh. Absolutely. <laughs> We were like, kind of like, what's good? Like, because we use Trevor's computer for, you know, tracking and everything. And um, we were kind of like, what are we going to do? That was right at the beginning of like us recording. 
the EP and everything. So he saved the day for us, literally. Yeah, yeah, it, awesome. was, it was it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to artwork here. Uh, you have cover art done by oh by Kevin, the bassist, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh shit. Okay, I didn't realize this until just now. I saw his name on there. Okay, awesome. So uh, what's up Hang with on, the... I'm gonna go grab. I'm gonna go grab it. Hang on. Keep going. All right. What's up with the lighthouse oh, yeah. being upside down? I see that's kind of like y'all's like e like logo thing. Sure. Yeah, sure. we're definitely trying to make that like our icon or whatever. Um, I guess the concept of like it being the uh, EP being called Under the Surface is that like say like parallel like mirror image or whatever like above and above and below the surface. So it'd be like normal lighthouse standing up in the like parallel universe or whatever under the surface like you know it's upside down or whatever you know a mirror what image the um, fuck? wait is it like yeah. a real like painting then or is it yeah, yeah, it's, a yeah. yeah it's, it's a real it. painting god damn all righty yeah it's a four by four i think four like foot by four answer. foot <laughs> even like uh other things i've seen that have been painted and stuff haven't been that big that's crazy it's like yeah, he went he went all out for that, so that was pretty. <laughs> yeah, so it's all like a, a I don't know a vector picture or whatever. I'm not I'm not a computer guy really, but um, yeah, that's it, like he, he took a photo of it and then had some software that like tripled the resolution of a super high quality photo. It's yeah, it's yeah, but like what you see on get, but... what you see on Spotify or any other you know whatever is that painting okay that's crazy yeah, so, e even even all the singles are they're just little segments of the the photo that were zoomed in and then we took a screenshot and then used that yeah. for the album art for all the singles but right. all, all the album artwork on there is is from that that piece of wood that has the painting on it oh it's wood it's not even a canvas no it's just like plywood it's crazy yeah <laughs> So the upside down lighthouse though, that's not like a symbol you're gonna use in the future. That's just for this album, or it, it looked uh, like it was like a, a official like symbol. Facebook. Yeah, that's definitely like what we're trying to make like our icon. We kind of like want to use it ongoing um, as our logo, you know, for the future. Um, I think like we're gonna kind of keep keep with the concept of like since the name's Gracie, you know, and like Gracie. Uh, like the maritime theme. So there's always going to be like stuff with the lighthouse being in it and like ocean themes, things or like yeah. sailing and Sh yeah, like that's kind of our type of, yeah. Yeah. And so to get at like the, the under uh, upside down lighthouse, like why that's the album cover, it's like kind of like, you never know what's like lurking beneath the surface. And like, that's why like, you know, it could be fine and calm above like what you're seeing, but like the upside down lighthouse, um, kind of like we were saying a parallel world and that's why like there's someone illuminated in like the the beam of the lighthouse and then there's like tentacles from like you know demons or a beast creatures to pull you down into the depths like you don't know what like is going on and people are dealing with stuff like that yeah, well, it's, it's, it's like shining it's like shining a light on the shit that that really matters and really kind of forms your mood for the day the stuff that you can't really put in the you know in the background right well it's really awesome artwork a really awesome piece of artwork like holy shit dude <laughs> um, we'll tell kevin about it for sure yeah 
you also did other art, uh, music videos. You did one for every release, which is for every song, which is crazy. Uh, we're gonna play the one for Greatest Weapon while we're talking about it. So, uh, what's the uh, inspiration behind this video? Oh, first, why did you do a video for each each song? Content. Content. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we really wanted to like we took it like the songs were released um, once a month at the beginning of the month, and we really wanted to take each month to just like that's that song's month, and like we just push it the whole time. Like first Friday of the month is release day for the music video, and then every few days there's another like video um, to just like push it more. Like we did, I do a lyric like talk through explanation for every song uh trevor does a drum playthrough for every song john does guitar and bass playthroughs for every song we release a, like a standard lyric video for every song um god you know, damn the, i just saw these yeah. videos i didn't know y'all went like that deep on it yeah yeah the visualizer it's, it's, video to the to the youtube we put we, we post a new video probably every few days you know we do a visualizer of like some like we get like some backstop like creepy footage like Trevor will put it together like uh he did one like for balloons of like these creepy clowns and like circus footage just like yeah, from like the early 1900s and shit yeah super, super old like public domain footage that is right yeah. but uh real quick circling circling back to why we did a video for each song is um you know also partially from a, a marketing standpoint where video in terms of you know, like literal getting in front of people is the highest carrying medium. The people just respond to video better. There's there's right. more <clears throat> incentive for you to give some attention to it if it's a video, um, rather than you know a Spotify share on our Instagram story is kind of easy to skip past. But if there's a a guy, a grown man wearing a, a chicken suit. The chicken pajamas with in one of our song like you're probably gonna stick around and watch that for a few seconds yeah yeah you might find a part of the song that you like i get the yeah. music video aspect and stuff and like doing that for each song but y'all are talking about doing like uh uh talk, talking about like the lyrics and like a visualizer for each one and stuff too like do you feel like maybe did too much and that it was it's not worth like putting in that much effort or do you feel like all those videos have like helped out in one way or another um like could you have gotten away with just doing a music video for each one instead of like going super in depth yes yes but the reason why we wanted to make those more in-depth ones is like we're, we're not we're not gonna make a lot of new fans off of those videos uh, off of the ones that are like you know kind of more literally under the surface of right. you know, just like the main theme like we're not going to make new fans off of a, a drum playthrough really right um but those are for the people that are already there that already give a shit enough about us to want to have more to hear from us or more to see from us or want to get to know us better it, it's more so taking care of the people that are already there as opposed to like, obviously, you know, we want to bring as many people in here as we can, but it's equally as important to take care of the ones that we, that are already here and, you know, ha have already uh, wanted to hear from us and see from us just off of the music video. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, absolutely, we could have gotten away with not doing all that stuff, but um, you know, I, I think the common theme you might find about us is we're you know always kind of wanting to take that next step because. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's super impressive. Well, y'all put out as much as y'all have. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's, it's just it's just kind of the way that we're wired. We, we just <laughs> want to we we want to give our our artwork the fullest you know. The, the full potential that we can that we can put into it quite yeah. simply about that yeah i i guess i kind of looked at it too it's kind of like um at first right now we're a brand new band and a lot of people aren't paying attention or whatever and a lot of people aren't going to watch those videos that's fine but i guess like when i if i was looking at it as to like say even if during the next album cycle if someone discovers our band you know and we're still doing that we're keeping up that pace of like strong content for each song um it'd be cool for them if they really enjoy the band i mean i'd love it to like be able to kind of like deep dive into a band and see like the ins and outs of where everything was coming from and like i guess i i look at it like that's something that i thought would be really cool from a band is like if you're really into them like wow you can like super just like explore the history of all these songs and like i don't know get get right as it's much more like want. making content so that you have like a snapshot of the current time and like it's for future fans like not for like your, your fans that you're bringing in right now but for like once you get a year from now they're the one to like dive back into you for sure, sure yeah uh so tell me about the clown video uh who's the clown <laughs> Uh, the clown is our friend Jack Daly. Um, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for like, you know, over a decade or whatever. Um, Same here, yeah. Yeah, he was always just. In is he the, like always dressed up as a clown, or is that just for this? Um, well, that was he, that was actually him out of. He actually took off his uh, his uh, paint for that video. Oh yeah, yeah, that was his true colors. <laughs> 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 no, actually, that that well, like. It was funny because we were talking. We we're like, "Dude, Jack, like you're the dude. Like we want this video for balloons. Like us playing in a room full of balloons. We actually blew up all those balloons ourselves. Uh, that was like, uh, what was like a twelve hundred balloons 1200 in that garage? Balloons. Yeah, we, something we like ordered twelve hundred, um, but a, f a few popped in, in production. Okay, right. so like eleven hundred and sixty-nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, Jack, you need to like." Be a creepy clown terrorize us for this and he was like yeah i'm down like of course <laughs> but and like so I, I i paid jack but really the payment he wanted was he wanted that mask and that mask like um that was like a super legit because he wanted to dress up as a clown for halloween anyways but um like legit like hollywood production mask and that was like one of the cheap ones but that mask was like 450 bucks and yeah. it like Formed to his face God. and everything like it moved like with his like it was like wrapped around his lips and it was like super viable yeah. but the the company that makes those masks um they did like lord of the rings and like american horror story and stuff yeah. like that. lord so, of the rings like orcs masks and things yeah, like that yeah like they Damn. sell masks they sell masks on their website that are like three thousand yeah, dollars it's, it's fucking wild crazy. jesus yeah. christ so y'all bought that mask just for one video that's crazy and it was a like, split cost you know it was okay, it was fine okay. yeah <laughs> he but got the mask but yeah. yeah so uh 
Oh, um, you were telling me that you uh, have another video. It's gonna be coming out kind of soon. Uh, something about roller a roller rink. Yeah. Um, we rented out um like a a big skate roller rink where you could roller skate. You know, like back when you're in grade school. You know, you go with your friends, roller rink, disco ball, and stuff. Um, we wanted a really big room to make a live recording. So uh, we set up in the middle of the skate rink, like spaced way apart, kind of like four corners or whatever, all facing each other inward. We had um, four different people like shooting us from different angles. Um, and yeah, we set up and did a full uh, live track audio recording with video. Uh, so we're making, composing a live video performance um, of us playing the EP in its full. Like we have um, kind of like sound clips in between, like we're playing our normal set list or whatever, but we got um, disco ball going, like the laser light show and stuff or whatever. So it's it fun. Hopefully it turns out to be some visually pleasing, like, but yeah, we kind of wanted it to be like our own homemade, like audio tree thing. Like you see when the bands go in and do a live performance of their songs, you know, or whatever, but we wanted to do that ourselves. Just like really show people that because I don't know. It, it, it was kind of a quarantine idea, you know, how like live streaming kept like being such a thing now. And right. we wanted to show that like we practice these songs a lot. We like are a real band. We can like totally like want to show you how we can play them or whatever. But a lot of people can't come to shows. You know, they they don't see us, you know, if they're like in Arkansas and we're in Milwaukee and we're not touring yet. So we wanted to just like be able to capture that, you know. Are you all wearing skates? <laughs> no, we no. are not wearing skates. No. no, oh come on, wasted opportunity, wasted too, opportunity. I know, I'm not about to break wires. my wrist, man. Nah, you said Trevor <laughs> up in the middle with his drums and you guys just always skate around. Like, well, yeah. I mean, did you ever see the the Every Time I Die Ebola Rama video? I know? have, but it's been a long time ago. I, I remember, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, yeah, they, I'm they, sure they a couple a people bled, race, but then they were like moshing and stuff like that with the skates on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we got a question that we ask everybody here. What do you put on your hot dogs? Ooh. Just ketchup. Just I'm ketchup. I'm all about just, just So, ketchup. I like the, like the simple ketchup. answer, but you're wrong, and ketchup's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> do not sausage, dude. Do not sausage shame me. Okay. Sausage shame. I put ketchup um, on it, and it is a sandwich, and I'll take a hard stance on that. You can fight me if you'd like. I will make, okay, so, like, if I'm in a rush, and I'm going to band practice, I will make a hot dog sandwich. Like, I'll get my white bread. I'll put three hot dogs. I'm super, like, low class, so I'll microwave them. <laughs> like, put them in with, like, yeah, ketchup, ketchup, yellow mustard between two white, white pieces of bread. Eat my hot dog sandwich. But if I'm getting a hot dog, my preferred is Chicago style. Like, I love Chicago style hot dogs for sure. But um, Can I, I add yeah. something quick? Can I add something quick? I guess if, if I'm at the if I'm at the ballpark, I might do raw onions. Okay. 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 I like that. Yeah. No, I like uh, I like a hot dog with ketchup, Dijon mustard, and I'll even throw a whole ass pickle spear right next to the hot dog, just going down the whole. Getting dangerous. I like it. Oh yeah, I love pickles, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I don't like the ketchup choices you guys are making, but you know what? It's your mistake. Make. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, I know everybody's like mistake. Is it, for hot dogs, is, it like, is it a regional thing? Is it a regional thing, Chris? Where are you from? Uh, Texas. No, nah, it's just ketchup sucks. So. 
Oh, okay, it's, it's, too sweet. it's too sweet. Well, I, I was wondering. I was wondering if it might be like a regional thing. I, well, where I, from? I don't think so. I, it's just I don't know. It's just no? too sweet. Well, because like you get like punched in the throat if you put ketchup on a Chicago dog. Like that. That's like <laughs> that's like an what? issue. They have like a serious issue with that. As well, they one should. Thing, though, though, too, <laughs> is like we're from we're from Wisconsin, so like. I love hot dogs, but like we're like a sausage state. Like, like if I was gonna choose between a hot dog and a brat, I would definitely go with a brat. Oh, I think that's kind of oh, like everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want yeah. a hot dog. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> so like that's what we have. Like a lot of hot dog restaurants in like Wisconsin or whatever, but like they sell like brats, like Polish sausages, like kielbasa's, like. You know, spicy like duck sausage, like real meats, stuff. bro. Mm. So like, not that weird I, uh, paste in a tube or whatever. I like it. That's what yeah. It's like. yeah, my brother just chimed in. My brother just chimed in on Twitch saying that stadium sauce is where it's at, stadium and I do sauce. partially agree with that. Um, it's I think I think it's a combination of ketchup and barbecue sauce combined into one stadium and sauce. It sounds. Talking about talking about it, it sounds awful, but it is actually pretty pretty bomb. Okay, okay, I I, I would try it. I give it a shot. It's like the Arby's it's sauce. Called, Arby's sauce is kind of like that. Okay, oh, yeah, Arby's yeah, sauce yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty much Arby's sauce. Yeah. Okay. I like horsey sauce. The horseradish sauce. Yeah. yeah it's, horseradish I don't know about putting sauce. it on a hot dog, but I. I no, I, I wouldn't put it on a hot dog. I'm just saying I like that. Sorry. Okay. Like okay. But I will put. Okay. <laughs> fucking Oreos on a hot dog. I don't care. <laughs> uh, speaking about you don't even need you don't even need eggs if they're not scrambled. You wouldn't put Oreos on a fucking hot dog. You fucking dare me? You don't eat eggs unless they're scrambled. I know if they're scrambled or unless. No, I just I just don't like runny eggs. That's all. Okay, okay. So you're human. All right, I like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking I'll about your it. brother, he also said uh, something about the album cover that makes me think about uh, the. Makes me think about how by the time you shine light below the surface, you're surprised by what you find, and it may be too late to take action. Which I, I like. That. Mm. I like that, mm. that explanation. Um, That's cool. And Polaroid's myself asked, "Will y'all be touring soon?" That was actually gonna be my next question. Um. Well, that's kind of our our okay. So our game plan: why we're like releasing the songs, like one video for every song, all this content is, I guess, like we're really trying to hit the internet hard. Um, we want to keep releasing like all these songs once a month for this EP. And then we're going to release, you know, the live album roller rink version, keep reinforcing all the songs. Then we're going to uh, end of summer, fall time. We're going to release a single and then the second EP and then do it again with the, with the live version, you know? Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is you want to do like, regional shows this year probably but um we want to hit the internet super hard just like a song a month try and get our name out there and actually legitimately make a shot at touring maybe like next summer when we're probably promoting the the third ep by that time um wait the so second ep so this fall is like you know cool but you're gonna you have the third one like planned already like in the spring well Jesus yeah we, we have those we songs. essentially have it written yeah god damn um, we do we do pretty much have it written already so we just need to track it but what i'm getting at is uh, we want to legitimately try and tour 
probably summer 2023, just play random shows until then. But we're just going to hit the internet super hard because we're just in hopes that maybe kids will actually come to the shows. And if yeah. we play in Texas, there won't be like three kids because no one's ever heard us before. Maybe right. they'll have us and come to the show. You know, we <laughs> get a show in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hopefully there'll be a couple kids out there, you know? So are there kids? Yeah, but we, 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 we do. Want I don't know. Maybe there's no <laughs> kids. Maybe nobody has kids there. I don't like know. A couple of moose but... might appear. Or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some wildebeest. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's even there. You know? Okay, yeah. So, okay. so, um, we're all systems go for touring, but we're just going to probably spend the first year hitting the internet as hard as we can. Cause we want kids to come to the shows once we tour. <laughs> yeah. We also don't have a band vehicle at the moment. Yeah, so we don't have a band. Like that's true. Yeah. I, I if anyone, if anyone band. would like to donate, yeah, if anyone would like to donate an old shuttle bus to us, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Also, because oh, you yeah, got lucky by getting the you can find us on You're trying to get a free van now. Yeah. Huh? Oh, <laughs> you, can, you can find us oh. on Instagram at Gracie. Van. I mean, we can hope, man. We can hope. <laughs> I like it. But uh, yeah, I, I our old band van. Uh, broke down and it sat in my mom's uh, driveway for about like a year and I ended up, you know, junking it and selling it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Other, other, the band, the band actually that we were in, um, in like 2018, we had our own band band back then. Um, but we were on tour and we made it to Denver and the transmission blew. We got stranded in Denver for a couple days. Um, we ended up uh, junking the van because like, you know, the transmission was more than the van was worth. I had to rent a straight truck and me and the guitar player drove all the way back to Milwaukee with the equipment. And then, uh, yeah, the rest of the, the band uh, took train, got, got took train the Amtrak. Ride. Yeah. That was all the way back. Three hour fucking train ride, dude. Oh, it was yeah. rough. Uh, but. Yeah, I was just so out that, on that. tour with another band to uh, sell damage as me and them. And uh, they had issues with their van and, Oh, dude, I can just imagine how bad it would be if we never got that, like, figured out. We ended up, we got to this point where we had, like, four hours to get it fixed. Or or shit was, like, not going to go well, you know what I mean? We had to cancel a yeah, lot yeah. of the tour. And uh, luckily we got it back on the road. So, like, I, nice. I, I, dude, I was so worried about what was going to happen. And, like, y'all have, like, lived through the bad part. So that, hey, oh yeah, getting your stripes. That was, <laughs> yeah, that van yeah. got trashed, man. And <laughs> we had to figure it out. So, That's yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah, so, it was funny actually. Um, we we like the the van broke before, like it broke in the afternoon when we got to Denver, so we hadn't played our Denver show yet. So we were just like, "Oh man, fuck it!" And I rented a, a U-Haul van and like we like transferred our our equipment and we still played that show in Denver. But then after that, we had to figure it out and we were stranded for a couple of days and then ended up having to come home. You know, yeah. so oh, shit, man. <laughs> Uh, so as this band though, you guys have played like three shows so far. That's right. Uh, yeah, well, only three shows. Uh, I mean, we've only been a public band since November. Um, so right. we played our first show, um, at the beginning of December. So we were like, we had only released, um, one song. Oh, well, actually, we released the song, the 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 second song, the day of that show. But um, that was the Callous Cowboys show at JJ's. <laughs> Um, it was really cool to open for them, but, um, we played there and then we played a show in February at the X-ray arcade with frail body and this band called meth and, uh, this no. band called meth. Like, come on. That's a big fucking deal. 
playing with yeah. Neff. <laughs> yeah, this band nobody's ever heard of before. You know, it's called Neff. Yeah. <laughs> and Snag. Snag. We played with Snag, and those dudes are fucking oh, sick. Oh, Snag's bro. fucking yeah. sick. I had them on yeah. before, dude. They're fucking cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Meth is this really cool band from um, Chicago. Yeah, they're super rad. But, um, <laughs> but then we played a show uh, like a, a couple weeks ago um, as well at the X-Ray Arcade. It's just this this venue. It's it's pretty good um, for like they've got free arcade games. It's a bar. Uh, they got pizza bagels, but they got a good sound system and a, it's a decent sized room. Um, Dude, what's a fuck? Like, free arcade, free pizza bagels? What the fuck? Well, no, the free the arcade are free. The but, pizza uh, bagels—they're—they're the they're cheap. You have to they're not yeah. free, but they're cheap. Yeah, yeah. Right. but they're I fucking mean... dope, man. They're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Worth it. That's the best sick. six dollars I've ever spent. Oh hell yeah! For one or for how many? It's like um, a full bagel, so we get like two sides of it. Yeah. Oh, but they're like, like huge. worth it. Worth it. Yeah. 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 It's like a whole bagel. It's like a real bagel. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they, bagel they bites. It it's, it's good. No, it's good. Okay, okay. I'm a little more interested, intrigued now. I might have to check that out if I ever come up your else way. Hell yeah. Uh, so merch. Time. I didn't see any on your band camp, but you said you had an actual website that's got some merch on it. You got anything yeah. you can show off? Yeah. It's uh, GracieBand.com. Gracie. I got a couple samples here. We uh, This Sample one's one up, of my bro. favorite ones. We uh, pay in tribute to our Wisconsin roots. We got our Brett Favre signed helmet in the background as well, so I'll try to frame that <laughs> nicely. Thanks, Brett. We love you. Um, so yeah, inspired by their Packers here. Gold Pack. The Bears still sell. Gold Pack. And uh, just our classic, like, university font, all that fun stuff. And then I'll open one up out of the package here. Um, David had a really good idea before we started releasing music to try to create uh, a couple pieces of merch for every song and music video that we put out that was inspired by music video in some way, shape or form. Uh, yeah. So this is our balloons shirt. So it's got red balloon on it and logo on it and kind of a, a whimsical font. Um, but we've got a, we have a whole collection of t-shirts and yeah. merch designs, like directly inspired by something from the music video or a scene from the music videos or yeah. god damn so y'all have like seven songs, different shirts or... then yeah we just have from the music videos, yeah. if you, if you check it out on the, lot, on the website um yeah but actually, like yeah like i actually like, just today i actually just today made some more pieces um in a celebration with mlb opening day next week that'll that'll drop next week so i'm excited to put those out because i i want them for myself all righty <laughs> but yeah like, like these like are all ones y'all printed up already or do you have like a teespring kind of thing set up or uh um, we go through printful so they, they oh, okay the cool, cool, cool. i was like damn y'all invested this much money in yeah. the merch like what the fuck okay no, right oh yeah, yeah that, makes that, a lot that more was, sense most of it is <laughs> that most is of that it's the drop one. shipping but we do have some here that that we stock to bring to shows yeah. or yeah. just have some on hand for people that might want to order something we could just get it to them right away and Okay. Slip in a note or something, or personalize it a little bit. Okay, okay. I thought that y'all had gone crazy for a second. With like, I'll, I'm yeah, so no, sorry. No, 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 what's nice about no, not the website not is that people can like, you know, it's printed by order, right. so we don't have to have like, you know, we didn't we didn't get a hundred of the balloon shirts made or whatever, but 
that is what's cool about us being able to do that is that we could have for every music video and for every song, they get their own like merch design. So that's another cool thing of like, just like emphasizing each song. That is uh, pretty but, cool. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Some of my favorite merch is, is, you know, our upside down um, lighthouse logo. We have t-shirt designs, sweatshirt designs, crew neck designs, uh, uh, all of that. that. That's probably my favorite merch design is the upside mm-hmm. down lighthouse logo. Cool. I was gonna say y'all should have one for the EP as well. The the cover of the EP. be pretty fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do y'all have CDs or is it just shirts and stuff? We uh, just we got, got CDs. CDs. Nice. Um. Let's see. Yeah. We we want to get we want to get vinyls eventually, but there you go. But those are pretty pricey, so we will right. do vinyl eventually. Right now, we just have CDs. We also do have. Uh, if you're speaking of merch, we have winter like beanies winter hats and we have uh trucker hats and, hats dad, and dad hats <laughs> yeah hell yeah what oh, sells better trucker hats or dad hats i got one of the trucker hats and it fits great dude yeah i got trucker a dad hat i like that um we also do have a like a flag a banner of the upside down lighthouse that's pretty cool okay oh there's one right there Alrighty. Nice. Yep, yep. well shit man y'all have uh your merch game on point i like it Hey, thanks, man. So uh, let's wrap this up with your album of the year for last year, or maybe something cool has piqued your interest this year. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, the Not Loose EP. Okay. Uh, okay. Ter- Fucking yeah. That, that's my, I don't know. Like, I've always been a Not Loose fan since, like, the... Um, the EP, the first EP that came out. Uh, but um, I feel like they've stepped up their game like each time. And I feel like this is just like, I don't know, the best release they've had or my favorite. It's just like super melded to like what they've become. And it's like super heavy. Like I know not, not this is considered a hardcore band, but it's super metalcore in my opinion. They're like that perfect crossover band. And there's like, deathcore influences and it's just like really heavy and really well composed in my opinion and um yeah it's my favorite piece of uh music that they've released so far so i do an award show at the end of every year and uh they got my uh favorite breakdown of the year just the entire ep one breakdown for for (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's super heavy uh what about uh trevor what you man uh, I'll choose an album, and I'm gonna say um, "Scaled and Icy" by Twenty One Pilots. They are okay. my my favorite band, and I'm a fan of everything that they do. Um, they're they're a great band to take inspiration from in terms of how to make it a little bit more uh, how how to make what you're doing a little bit more of a of a story, and kind of how they have a narrative um, tying in and out of of all their albums and how everything links together. It's, it's really impressive and, and really well thought out and uh, definitely something that you should research if you want to maybe try to take your, you know, band marketing to a, a little bit of a higher level. Or, like that's kind of the thing where they, they've done it so well at this point where it's almost unrepeatable by anyone else because they did it so well and, and like it almost feels like any other way to do it would almost be just a cheaper, lesser version of how they already did it. Um, 
but there's there's ways that I've found to kind of take some of their steps and maybe form it into something that I can use for us and just um uh, yeah I guess that that would be my my album of the year just yeah. how they continue to to tell their story and and create a narrative around it they're a band I've never actually like taken the time to check out but I'm pretty sure I've heard stuff on the radio from them it's something I need to dive that, into and and that's the thing I, w- I was you know thinking about my my answer for is like well you know is this uh is this necessarily what I want my answer to be but they uh I think they get kind of a a bad rap because of the fact that they're a radio friendly band. Mm. Um, but they are one of those bands where, yeah, they might, they might get a couple songs on the radio by chance because it's a, a good song. Um, but some of their radio stuff doesn't really follow like the radio formula where it's like, you know, a chorus, 25 seconds into the song and the song's two minutes and there's a super catchy hook it's like it, it gets on the radio because people make it explode and um you know that's why it gets on the radio is because it's genuinely a good song and i think the radio stations are able to take it you know kind of for their advantage for what radio stations play music for mm. um but not necessarily for the reasons why other songs are on the radio. I don't think much of their music is actually written for it. It just kind of happens by chance and um, how they've gone about growing a fan base and getting their fan base to the point where a song eight tracks deep on an album can make it on the radio. Okay. Well, I just need to look into them. Uh, yeah. John, just, what? Oh. just uh, you know, if you have a minute, just YouTube you know, 21 pilots, uh, you know, narrative or anything like that. I think you'll, I think you'll be impressed. It's impressive how they've gone about being a band. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say probably, um, voyeurists by under oath. I think that, uh, I kind of was skeptical at first because under oath has been a band for so long. Um, but Trevor definitely pushed me into the direction and we listened to it together and, you know, just fucking pointed certain things out to each other. And it, it really helped me, I don't know, appreciate it the way that I definitely should have from the get go. Um, and under oath has always been, I mean, uh, find the great line is probably my favorite album of all time, you know, but a band that goes on that long, is just right. You it's expect like, okay, it's, it's never going to be, be that. And right. You know what I mean? And it, so it takes a little bit more listening capabilities to get into it. But I mean, it was fucking at this point, it's fucking brilliant. It's so much more than I would have expected from a band that has been doing it for fucking 20 years, man. Like it's, and the way that they, you know, worked through, you know, being brought up in, you know, cult activities and, and uh, also like, I don't know, like it, somebody leaving, but somebody staying and other people, you know, it's just them all together again, making an album that is absolutely transcendent, I think is 
brilliant. So oh, I would yeah. say that that's probably my, my favorite release. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh can I, can I say one thing? Sure. Uh, a, a release that like, or not a whole release, but a song that blew me away when I heard it um, was off of radical by every time I die. And the song that um, Josh Skogan. Oh from yeah. 68 yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Like, I, that that song is one of my favorite releases of 2021. When he just like came in, make... and I was like, "What the fuck?" This guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every time I can, die. Can we make that album? Can we make that album our, our like band's honorable mention? Dude, there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That, that that was one of my favorite tracks of 2021. So yeah. <laughs> well. All right. uh... If you're looking for a fresh take on Mathcore, you should check out Under the Surface, a debut EP from Gracie, which dropped last Friday. Uh, y'all are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Bandcamp, YouTube, and all streaming platforms. Uh, you also have that website, GracieBand.com. Uh, any other like links or social media stuff people should know about? You got a TikTok? Um, we do have a TikTok. I figured um, you did. After y'all did all these videos, I'm like, you better have a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not super good at TikTok. I mean, it's usually just posting the content that's on our other stuff. But right. of course, we have a TikTok. Um, we need to figure that out and get better at it. Um, we are going <clears> to <throat> Instagram Reels is better. Yeah. Mm. We are going to start our own Twitch soon because we'd like to. We do have the capabilities to like live stream from our practice space. We actually, when we practice, we have like a headphone set up and we mic everything up. So it'll be actually super easy for us to live stream performances. So that's we an are interesting idea. I, I kind of like that. Like being able yeah. to interact with the chat and stuff too. Like oh, that seems like a good idea. Yeah. yeah so that, it, it would all, we could all do that, it just from, from this room right in here. So, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's a really good idea. Um, as for me, drop my channel, follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming services. Get some exclusive emails. Uh, you can also sub for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, please tickle the, tickle the notification bell, drop a like, and don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound and Creation, at thesoundandinscreation.bandcamp.com. Uh, my new album, Boomers, Zoomers, Desperate Coomers, is out now. Uh, my next guest is Michigan-based mathcore band Wounded Touch. Join us this Wednesday the 6th at 7 p.m. Uh, Central for the live cast. Thanks for being here, y'all. Hope you had a good time. Hey, yeah, this was thank awesome. you very much. Thank you. Hell yeah. Super and, cool. And thank you guys for watching and listening.